This podcast is brought to you by Church Society, a fellowship contending to reform and renew the Church of England in biblical faith. information about Church Society and all the things that we do on our website churchsociety.org. You'll also find there the full archive of the podcast. Hello, I'm Lee Gatiss. Welcome back to the Church Society podcast. I'm reporting to you from the GAFCON conference in Kigali, Rwanda, the Global Anglican Future Conference. At the end of this week, King Charles III will swear in his coronation oath to maintain and defend the true profession of the gospel, the Protestant Reformed religion. Sadly, it seems the current leadership in the Church of England has chosen not to maintain and defend this faith, but to subvert and replace it with something else that is more amenable to modern culture. It should be a matter of great rejoicing, however, that the GAFCON conference here in Rwanda has this week chosen to reaffirm the commitment of the vast majority of global Anglicanism to the historic Orthodox Christian faith. The chairman of GAFCON encouraged us in his opening address to be a repenting church, a reconciling church, a reproducing church and a relentlessly compassionate church. Isn't that great? Repenting, reconciling, reproducing and relentlessly compassionate. This is the church that we want to be. We were reminded at the conference that the purpose and mission of the church is to make known to a lost world the glorious riches of the gospel by proclaiming Christ crucified and risen and living faithfully together as his disciples. There were about 1,300 delegates from all over the world, I think 53 different countries, and they said in their statements that was released at the end of the week, that we delighted in our unity in Christ and the love that we share. They also stated clearly that the current divisions in the Anglican Communion have been caused by radical departures from the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Some within the Communion have been taken captive by hollow and deceptive philosophies of this world. That's a quote from Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. We studied the book of Colossians together in our morning expositions of the word and uh, they made it clear in uh, this statement that fellowship is broken around the Anglican communion and it's broken when we turn aside from God's word or attempt to reinterpret it in any way that overturns the plain meaning of the text in its canonical context and so deny its truthfulness, clarity, sufficiency and thereby its authority. Turning to the Church of England in particular, the conference passed a devastating judgment on recent developments here. It grieves the Holy Spirit and us that the leadership of the Church of England is determined to bless sin, said the conference statement. Since the Lord does not bless same-sex unions, it is pastorally deceptive and blasphemous to craft prayers that invoke blessing in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now that's a very strong but biblically warranted statement. With clarity and compassion, Gafgon has said that any refusal to follow the biblical teaching that the only appropriate context for sexual activity 
is the exclusive lifelong union of a man and a woman in marriage, violates the created order and endangers salvation. So for those in the Church of England who have been made to feel as if they were old fashioned and out of step or even evil for holding on to the biblical faith, Gafcon reassured them that they are not and that they have in fact been badly let down by their Episcopal leaders. Public statements by the Archbishop of Canterbury and other leaders in the Church of England in support of same-sex blessings are a betrayal of their ordination and consecration vows to banish error and to uphold and defend the truth taught in Scripture, says the official conference statement. The future of the Anglican Communion as a whole will now have to be very different. The conference said with great sadness and regret which has been expressed here by so many, that we have no confidence that the Archbishop of Canterbury nor the other instruments of communion led by him, that means the Lambeth Conference, the Anglican Consultative Council and the Primates Meeting, are able to provide a godly way forward that will be acceptable to those who are committed to the truthfulness, clarity, sufficiency and authority of Scripture. The instruments of communion have failed to maintain true communion based on the word of God and shared faith in Christ. The grief felt by many in having to say this has been palpable and deep. The problems in the communion have come about because of a failure of church discipline at every level. Justin Welby's position as leader of the communion is now entirely indefensible, says the Gafcon uh, statement. Successive Archbishops of Canterbury have failed to guard the faith, they said, by inviting bishops to Lambeth who have embraced or promoted practices contrary to scripture. This failure of church discipline has been compounded by the current Archbishop of Canterbury, who has himself welcomes the provision of liturgical resources to bless these practices contrary to scripture. This renders his leadership role in the Anglican Communion entirely indefensible. The conference as a whole, I have to tell you, has been marked by great humility and repentance every day, in fact, in response to expositions of the Book of Colossians. The conference has set aside time for delegates themselves to reflect and repent of their own sins first. It's only with that firm, basic Christian foundation in place that they felt able to say that Recognising our own sins and in humility as forgiven sinners, we pray that those who have denied the Orthodox Christian faith in word or deed would repent and return to the Lord. Since those who teach will be judged more strictly, we call upon those provinces, dioceses and leaders who have departed from biblical orthodoxy to repent of their failure to uphold the Bible's teaching. This includes, the statement says, matters such as human sexuality and marriage, but it also goes on to add, it also includes the uniqueness and divinity of Christ, the bodily resurrection, his promised return, the summons to faith and repentance, and the final judgment. I think it's noteworthy here that they do not focus solely on matters of sex, but on all departures from the orthodox biblical faith as it has been revealed to us in Scripture 
and held by the church in all ages and in all places. GAFCON is by no means a single-issue group, but it's seeking to uphold the true profession of the gospel, the Protestant Reformed religion. For now then, the Anglican Communion is broken. Only a change of direction by senior leaders in revisionist provinces can alter this. We long for this repentance, says Gafcon, but until they repent, our communion with them remains broken. That's, that's serious. This gathering, which represents the vast majority of global Anglicans, makes it crystal clear that we consider those who refuse to repent have abdicated their right to leadership within the Anglican Communion and we commit ourselves to working with Orthodox primates and other leaders to reset the Communion on its biblical foundations. Church Society is delighted to be partnering with the new Bishop of Ebbsfleet, Rob Monroe, in a series of regional conferences in May and June this year. On five dates and in different locations, all of which you'll find the details for on our website, churchsociety.org, we'll be meeting with ministers, church wardens, PCC members and others to hear from Rob about his role and the state of mutual flourishing for complementarians within the Church of England, but also we'll be spending time thinking about living in love and faith and how we can be best contending together to reform and renew the Church of England in biblical faith at this difficult time. Please do join us. You'll find all the information about how you can book on our website. And if you have any questions, please do contact the Church Society office for more information. GAFCON has rightly supported those who, in good conscience, feel that they cannot remain in the Church of England. They do not, however, call on everyone in England to do the same and to follow that path out of the National Church. Indeed, they reaffirm their active support for those of us who wish to continue fighting valiantly within the Church of England and are compelled to resist the changes proposed by the majority of the House of Bishops. So the uh, Kigali commitment says, we also continue to stand with and pray for those faithful Anglicans who remain within the Church of England. We support their efforts to uphold biblical orthodoxy and to resist breaches of Resolution 110, meaning, of course, the Lambeth Conference Resolution 110 in the 1998 Lambeth Conference. Turning to pastoral matters, Gafcon restated the classic Christian approach on matters of sexuality. They said appropriate pastoral care affirms faithfulness in marriage and abstinence in singleness. It is not appropriate pastoral care to mislead people by pretending that God blesses sexually active relationships between two people of the same sex. This is unloving as it leads them into error and places a stumbling block in the way of their inheriting the kingdom of God. I think this shows that Gafcon is more interested in people's eternal salvation and true flourishing 
than those who want to affirm recent revisionist approaches that are more worldly and supposedly progressive in nature. At the same time, it's important to state that this does not entail a rejection of those who struggle in these areas. GAFCON does not endorse the homophobia and harsh secular laws against such people that have been seen in some parts of the world recently. We affirm that every person is loved by God and are determined to love as God loves, they say. Referring back to that 1998 Lambeth Conference resolution on this matter, GAFCON reiterates that we oppose the vilification or demeaning of any person including those who do not follow God's ways, since all human beings are created in God's image. We are thankful to God for all those who seek to live a life of faithfulness to God's word in the face of all forms of sexual temptation. We pledge ourselves afresh to support and care for one another in a loving and pastorally sensitive way as members of Christ's body. Now, of course, this especially includes those who experience same-sex attraction. But the statement helpfully reminds us that sexual temptation is something that affects every single one of us, not just one particular group. The unity that I've experienced here in Rwanda between uh, GAFCON and the Global South Fellowship of Anglican Churches, it's palpable and it is delightful. They're, those two, GAFCON and GSFA, they're not two competing organisations, but entirely at one in their affirmation that, to quote the uh, statement again, communion between churches and Christians must be based on doctrine. You see, Anglican identity is defined by doctrine, what we believe, and not by recognition from the Sea of Canterbury. So the reset and realignment of the Anglican world is going to progress along these lines, whatever Canterbury may say and whatever happens in the Church of England. It's not who you're connected to, but what you confess that is the vital thing. So after a horrible few months in the Church of England, in which we feel that we've been punched in the stomach and kicked in the teeth, by our own bishops, it's really great to be here in Rwanda where we've experienced the warm embrace of brothers and sisters in Christ from around the world. Many here are persecuted for their faith in Christ and others are standing firm despite tremendous financial and political pressure that is put upon them by modern Western imperialism, a cultural colonialism. And frankly, that is inspiring. How can we give up on the unerring word of God which so animates these wonderful people or on the Church of England which first brought the gospel to them? I've been inspired to stand firm and fight on, to fight valiantly against the world, the flesh and the devil even more. I needed this conference and the Church of England needs this and the testimony of these faithful friends to the goodness of the gospel. We need revival and yet our bishops here in England have jeopardised the very thing which would bring life to our church by refusing to engage in spiritual safeguarding 
in accordance with their ordination vows. I'm here with Kanishka Rafael, who's the Archbishop of Sydney. What's the best thing about GAFCON this year? Uh, I think the best thing about GAFCON is the unrestrained joy in the gospel of the Lord Jesus and a determined commitment with gladness to follow him, to serve him, to proclaim him to the world. Fantastic. Hi, I'm Jabulo Mazibugo, um, coming from South Africa, uh, serving as the Bishop of Rich SA in Guazulu Natal. The conference has been great here. I've enjoyed the preaching of God's Word, enjoyed the fellowship, and the prayer groups were great, and the networking was wonderful. We thank God for GAFCON for. James Hughes, what do you think of GAFCON so far? It's always a privilege, it's always a pleasure to be here. It is great, great, glorious to meet with Anglicans from around the world, to worship together, to hear so many encouraging things about what's going on, uh, to hear about conversions and people coming to Christ, to know that there are uh, brothers and sisters in Christ that we stand with and who stand on the same things that we stand on. Um, It's great to meet new people, to hear their experiences, uh, to connect with uh, so many different things. Uh, and just to go home uh, encouraged, challenged, encouraged and uh, confident in God and his word. Fantastic. And you've been manning the Latimer Trust store with your Latimer Trust hat on. Yes. How's that been? It's been great. We've we've met some good people. I mean, look, we're just keen to get our books out where they need to go. Yeah. Uh, So obviously we're trying to make sure that people are aware of them, uh, that uh, that, that we make them more accessible, that we whether that's electronically or whether that's print. Um, so, yeah, it, that's been good, just to, to make those connections, make sure people are aware. We think we've got good stuff to help people Most uh, understand certainly. Anglicanism yeah. and what it means to be reformed, and we want to get that into people's hands. Tell me who you are and what you think uh, of you know, the highlights of GAFCON. Yes, uh, my name's Justin Hare. I'm uh, one of the assistant priests at St. Philip's Church in Charleston, South Carolina. And I was telling you, I think that one of my highlights of this trip is... I don't think it's an overstatement to say that it's perhaps one of the most, if not the most unifying event in Anglican history that we're witnessing here. So uh, it's fairly encouraging to be a part of something like that. Thank you. So I'm with Martin Wasonga from uh, Kenya and uh, you teach Anglican studies uh, in Kenya. Tell me a bit about that. Are they interested in things like the 39 articles in Kenya? Yes, they are, but there's a large number of clients who don't know what 39 articles are. But I keep on teaching the nine articles because this is the basic of our faith. If we don't, do not uphold the nine articles, we'll be losing it. So I would really suggest that clergy should not be ordained without having knowledge of the nine articles because these are our foundations of our Anglican faith. Do you think they ought to do an exam on the 39 articles they need to do. They need before to. being ordained? Yeah, they need to do because when, when we go for ordination, we take two out oaths, canonical obedience, Declaration of Ascent. In the Declaration of Ascent, we talk about being faithful to nine articles, which some of them do not know. Yes. So when they are doing that, then they are losing the meaning of the nine articles. So they need to be taught and do an exam on that. If you don't score over 60, no ordination. No uh-huh. ordination. That would change the church a little bit, wouldn't it? It will change the church. because For the how, good. Exactly. Because how do you then become an Ankan priest without knowing the nine articles, which are the foundation of our faith? Because it talks about the place of scripture in the Anglican Church, all the New Testament, no discussion about that. And so for me, if they were very serious with the nine articles, it will change our church for good. And we shall have few struggle with what scriptures are, because yeah. that is our faith. 
Brilliant. Yes. Well, it's great to talk to you about that, Martin. Thank More you. power to you, Thank you in teaching that. Thank so tell me who you are and why you think okay. GAFCON's so good. I am the Reverend Canon Dr. John A. MacDonald, Emeritus Professor of Mission at Trinity School for Ministry and a member of Executive Committee of the Anglican Church in North America. This is my third GAFCON, and one of the great joys of coming here is the ability and the opportunity to be able to meet with faithful Anglicans from around the world and to see our brothers and sisters in Christ who are toiling for the gospel of Jesus Christ, even sometimes under very, very difficult and perilous situations, and yet they are still moving forward with the good news. Fantastic. Did you script that already? I mean, did you write that, that before I arrived? unbelievable good. <laughs> Like yeah, how do you follow that? <laughs> what do you think is so great about GAFCON? Hi, I am Karen Love. I am in the Diocese of the Living Word under Bishop Julian Dobbs' leadership. This is my first GAFCON, and I love it because it's Christ-focused. We worship the Lord. Uh, great teaching and fantastic fellowship. It's a way to bring us all together united in Christ, focused on scripture. Wonderful. And you're here with your husband, who's a bishop. Yes. Do you think he might have an opinion on GAFCON? <laughs> do, do you think GAFCON's good? Hi, I'm Bishop William Love, a former Bishop of Albany and now assisting Bishop in the Diocese of the Living Word within the ACNA. And, and uh, this is my third GAFCON. And I'm just so thankful to be able to come and, and to gather with brothers and sisters in Christ from around the, the wider Anglican communion and, and to, to uh, share the gospel and, and to be fed and nourished and, and just to worship the Lord in, in a very blessed and holy place. Wonderful. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the rest of it. I'm here with my very good friend, Archbishop Glenn Davis. Hi, Lee. What have you enjoyed the most about GAFCON this year? Well, this has been another exhilarating GAFCON. And I've been to all four. And I think that the Bible studies, particularly, uh, JB and set us off on Colossians. Mm. And it was a brilliant Bible study too. And, uh, and also James Wong and Kanishka. And tomorrow we've got Stephen Kazimba. But I think one of the, uh, I think Rico Tice's uh, mm. episode or obsession on evangelism was so energizing and it was practical and the one-to-one uh, uh, -one word ministry was just uh, a really helpful tool for people. It's great we talk about evangelism, but actually getting down, getting down and doing it is, is a much harder thing. And I think he enabled people to say, yes, this is something that I could do. So that was a great, that was a great opportunity. But there have been so many great highlights. There have been good seminars in the, in the afternoon, uh, Ashley Null on Anglicanism mm. and a lot of my time has been spent at the primates meetings and they're a good bunch of, of men, godly men who want to see the gospel go forth and I think probably in a highlight in the statement which will come tomorrow uh, the, the way in which the Global South and the GAFCON primates are working together harmoniously in a complementary fashion with a view to the future of how we, they might even work more closely together. That's very exciting. And this is to reset and reorder the communion, as the Global South Primate said in Ash Wednesday this year. Marvellous. Thanks, Glenn. Thanks, Lee. I'm here at GAFCON uh, with Peter Blair from the Irish delegation. Uh, what's been the best thing about GAFCON for you so far, Peter? 
It's been great to see uh, brothers and sisters standing and contending for the gospel, uh, both in England and across the world. And it's been great as well to hear some amazing stories from our brothers and sisters uh, in parts of the world where it's really, really tough to be a Christian, people losing their lives uh, for standing for the gospel. Um, it's just made me so grateful uh, to be a part uh, of the body of Christ. Is it any use to you in Ireland? It's just really, uh, it's been really inspiring uh, and encouraging to see that this is part of the global church uh, that I'm a part of. Um, it sort of puts some of the things that I worry about uh, into perspective uh, when I listen to our brothers and sisters from Nigeria and Sudan. Uh, so humbling, I suppose. Uh, inspiring and humbling. Okay, so tell me who you are and uh, what you think about GAFCON and the preaching and everything here. Uh, my name is Daniel Odiambo. Uh, I live in the Netherlands, but I'm originally from Kenya. I think the highlight for me has been uh, the talks, the morning expositions from the front. So, uh, like yesterday, uh, uh, Kanishka from uh, Australia uh, preaching with a lot of authority and with a lot of clarity. Uh, and then uh, Ashley Nall helping us to see the heart of historic Anglicanism and the Protestant Reformation. And uh, uh, really, really brilliant and helping us to see what, what really true Anglican identity is. But also the other highlight has been just to hear all the different accents and the different styles yeah. and expressions of worship. Uh, uh, you know, some very charismatic and, some, and, uh, and sometimes very uh, conservative and traditional. And even the variety of songs. So yeah. some songs that I would not hear, you know, in certain churches, you know, in the UK. And, and, and also, like on the first day, I mean, singing hallelujah, you know, the Rwandans are singing yes. the hallelujah song. And that, that and was everybody just, stood up and everybody sang hallelujah. Was, it was brilliant. You know, it, it felt like, yes, this is what Anglicanism is. So, so really encouraging conference. Very, very encouraging conference. I'm really glad I'm here. Thank you. It's yeah. great to see you. Yeah. You know, it's been wonderful to be here with so many good friends, brothers and sisters and partners in the gospel. As Kanishka Rafael told us, the Gafgon primates and Gafgon branches have been attacked and ridiculed and criticised, but they have stood up and stood alongside those who were defamed and isolated for the sake of holding to the truth of God's word. But it is clear that we stand together in unity here. How good and pleasant that is. So, it's been a delight to be part of this historic Christian meeting and to be connected with those brothers and sisters in Christ who share the passion of conservative evangelicals in the Church of England for the Christian faith as it has been revealed to us in the Holy Scriptures and which is summarised in the classic Anglican formularies of the 39 Articles, the Book of Common Prayer and the Homilies. Let's pray that the Lord will continue to bless all our endeavours for his glory as we work together with these global Anglicans for the eternal good of all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Church Society podcast. You can find the whole podcast archive on our website, churchsociety.org. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your usual podcast app and we'd love it if you were able to leave a review or give us a rating over there as well. Mm -hmm.